Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommends. Recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. There's also the Meat Lovers as well as the Texan. And there's now four Royal Pizzas in Calgary. Royal Pizza, it's old school, big boy pizza. Everything is real at Royal. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. It is Kurt Hill. He's president of hockey operations and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're up three games to one in the WA. NHL final against a big, heavy, tough, and physical Seattle squad, and it has exacted a toll on the uh, Oil Kings through the first four games. Game five of the series, a chance for Edmonton to advance to the Memorial Cup. They're the last WHL team. Uh, Randy Hanch was the GM at that time, really in large part Bob Green and Randy Hanch's team. Uh, Derek Laxtell was the head coach back in 2014 when the Oil Kings were the last WHL team to win the Memorial Cup championship. So we bring aboard Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How are you doing? Doing good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, where are you at right now? You're up three games to one in the series. You, I don't. It was a kind of a deceptive. I, I got to tell you, I was watching uh, the game uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Jack Hookson from Pro Am Sports, on uh, Game Four of the series. Uh, we were at a Southwest establishment, and at one point, Jack looked at me and said is the shot counter not working in Seattle? Because it seems like they've had about five or the Oil Kings have had five or six shots on goal in the second period, and they were, like, stuck on 14. Is is, is this some sort of psychological warfare that gets played in that building? Because I can recall past Golden Bears players telling me that was a tough building to get a shot for in. Is there something to that, or are we completely out to lunch and had we already hit the sauce by then? What do you think? <laughs> There could be a little bit of something going on there, I think, with the psychological warfare. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting from that regard in the shots. But, uh, hey, our guys stuck with it and uh, pretty exciting way to win a hockey game. Yeah, and, and maybe educate the listeners here. Uh, Logan DeHoniak, how much time is left in the game? Well, it ended up being 3.7 seconds. For the game winner. So the Oil Kings are now up 3-1. And Dahaniak, a year ago, you had Matt Robertson in the bubble and Dahaniak, and they were your top two offensive defensemen. And you went in, you got, you actually had Kubasek before, uh, but he didn't play last year in North America. So you get him, he former Seattle Thunderbird, and then you make the two big blockbuster deals to get Prokop and Gooley. Uh, and so he's almost, he's kind of like the forgotten guy in your back end, isn't he? Well, when you look at when you got some of those guys on paper, yeah, he uh, he can be forgotten about, but he's a he's a huge part of our of our decor, and obviously a guy who has been here through it all from 16 years old. So, um, you know, he he probably would admit he didn't have his greatest game the other night, but you know what? That's uh, the mandate of our team. You know, in that room, they stick with it, and you know, at any moment, you got to stay in the game because you can contribute. And uh, 
prime example there. Doesn't have his best game, but scores uh, the biggest goal of the year for us so far. Kurt Hill is the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're 15 and two in the playoffs so far. They swept uh, Lethbridge and Red Deer, who had a hard, competitive, tough team, and then Winnipeg uh, played you with a little bit more skill. Seattle, oh boy, it's uh, it's been physical, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a physical series, and you know it's been it's been both ways. It's been we've we've you know we've been physical as well, and you know they've obviously, um, you know they feel that that's the way they got to play to try to win hockey games in this series. So it's been it has been big boy hockey, but uh, you know to our guys' credit, we've you know we've been short some guys here, but uh, you know they've played hard, they've stuck with uh, you know our system, and uh, at the end of the day, um, we're finding ways to win hockey games. It's funny. Uh, I had this conversation with a WHL old schooler uh, who has been watching the league since the days of Bill LaForge, uh, senior, who's long since passed. John Short used to have him on all the time back in the days of uh, sports talk with John Short here in Edmonton back in the 80s. And Bill's son is now the GM of Seattle. But they've had big teams forever in Seattle predating Bill LaForge Jr. going in there as GM, have they not? Yeah, they've always been big teams. I mean, I mean, that might have part to do with Russ Farwell being there for a long time, and you know, he's still uh, vice president of hockey ops there. So, you know, a lot of the, you know, probably a little bit of the philosophy still lives, and uh, the way they've uh, tried to build their teams around being a little bit bigger for sure. All right. So there was an incident uh, early in the first period, uh, and and I got to tell you, my bloodthirsty days in my late twenties when I ran hard, I would have had no problem with the hit, but we were at a different place in the game now. Uh, Brendan Cooney got absolutely crushed and did not see the hit coming. Uh, Terrell Bauer, who is uh, Winnipeg draft that has been signed by the Jets, he caught him flush in the jaw with an unsuspecting hit, knocked him the you-know-what out, uh, several minutes prone on the ice. I know there were a lot of people concerned in the establishment that I was at watching it. Is there any update on Cooney at this time? Yeah, Cooney, um, he's going to be likely out the rest of the series here. Uh, but, um, you know, just more of a minor injury at this point. Um, you know, he was reevaluated, went to the hospital in Seattle and was released that night, able to travel home with the team. So, um, you know, he's going to be okay. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, never a hit you want to see in the game. And uh, obviously that's uh, with it being a major in the league's hands now to uh, sort of what's going to happen with that situation. Okay, well, wait, wait a second. Are you telling me that they've not suspended this guy yet? It's, uh, well, it's, it hasn't been, there hasn't been a suspension issued at this time. It's still under uh, evaluation by the league. Yeah. Uh, in today's day and age, in any league in the world, that's a suspension on that hit. So uh, maybe you're being polite, but that's that's a suspension. You can't hit a guy when he's not watching and doesn't have the puck and hit him in the jaw and knock him out and concuss him like that on the ice. So And he was out on the ice, was he not? Yeah, when the hit was issued, he was initially out. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, again, I, I would anticipate there's going to be something. It just hasn't been issued at this point. We did not see Dylan Gunther in Game 4. In Game 3, it looked like in the second period. And By the way, the games are on TSN. Uh, Victor Finley is doing the play-by-play. Did a real good job a number of years ago with Sportsnet on uh, the university stuff, uh, the university package on the University Cup. And Kevin Sawyer, who does the Jets uh, TSN broadcast. I've got to tell you, the broadcasts were good. The visuals were outstanding.
outstanding. The camera work was really good, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Dylan Gunther in the first game, uh, game there, game three, looked like he got hurt in the second period. He did not play uh, game four. This is Arizona's first-round pick. Kurt, to me, it looked like a lower body issue. What can you tell us at this time about a guy who scored 45 goals for you in the regular season? Yeah, it's kind of going to be one of those day-to-day things where he's he's being evaluated. He's being kind of kind of watched by um, you know our team uh, trainer and doctors and that, and um, it's going to be day by day if uh, he's going to be able to go or not. All right, you got so you're up three-one in a strange twist because Seattle does not have access to their building for potential game five. You've got three chances at home to close this puppy out. Based on the fact that you've already lost a couple forwards, uh, I'm going to guess you you, you you know you want to get this deal done here on Saturday, do you not? Well, anytime you can you can get to you can get the series done earlier. I mean, that uh, gives your your team the opportunity for us. And, and um, you know, so obviously, yeah, we would we'd like to get it done. But uh, you know, we're facing a good a good team. And anytime you're in the final in the league, it's uh, it's extremely competitive. The games have been close so far, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of motivation for our group to uh, give their best effort and then try to get it done. I'm sure in front of a pretty full house here at Rogers. Uh, Detroit first round pick Sebastian Coase is your goaltender. How do you think he's performed so far in this series? You know, I thought he, I think he's been really good, and you know, they're. They like to get to the paint, so there's lots of traffic there. He's getting bumped, and, you know, I think he's been kept his composure through the series. You know, obviously, game two it probably wasn't his best game, um, but they played. He was probably our best player down when we went to Seattle over the two games. I thought he played really well. It probably wants one, probably wants a second goal back um, in the, the second game down in Seattle, but uh, overall, you know, he did, a, he did a fantastic job, and I thought when they did create a little bit of momentum and then got to us running around Arizona, little bit he came up with some big saves to calm it down and uh, give us opportunities to win those games your top four on defense is there as good a top four in the, i mean i think with Caden Gooley, uh you got the best defenseman in the league you've got pro cop you've got Tahaniak, uh you got kubasek is there anybody else got as good a top four uh, as you guys have I don't know what's out east in in regards. I haven't I haven't zoned too hard into it uh, as of yet. But uh, you know, in the west here, you know they're they're all high end D. They can play big minutes. Um, they're physical, and you know, so far in the playoffs, it's I mean they drive a lot of offense for us from the point. So that's one of the biggest things. Uh, you know, they're they're really good at defending, but they're also are a huge piece of our team for providing offense. And some of the people would have seen this out there uh, from TNT or potentially from spit and chiclets, but what was the impetus to get Wayne Gretzky and Paul Bissonette involved in uh, having a little bit of uh, fun with your group before game number two of the series last week? Well, I think it's, you know, I think Wayne drove, drove a lot of it. He's a big big fan and supporter of, of the Oil Kings just from his, obviously, his time here when he was working for OEG. And, you know, him and Brad have a strong relationship. And he's got a, a love for junior hockey and was always a big fan of the Oil Kings when he was he was here. And I think that's kind of continued now. And I think he saw the schedule when he's coming in to do TNT games. And we were on the schedule. He wanted to watch those games and, and uh, gave our guys some love before that game, which was great. It's funny, eh? The players, they were kind of excited to see Wayne. They were stoked to see Biz Nasty, weren't they? <laughs> it's funny how that works nowadays. They were, hey, was, no kidding. He was the star of the show. Yeah, no question. question. All right, well, good luck. We'll see you down at the rink tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob. You bet. That is Kurt Hill. He's the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They are up three games to one in their series against Seattle. If they win tomorrow night, they go to the Memorial Cup.
Dylan Gunther, according to Kurt, day by day. Uh, Cooney out for the series after getting concussed. Gunther uh, was, uh, he, well, he's the leading goal scorer for the Oil Kings during the playoffs, so it's a big loss if he can't go again day to day. We will come back with this day in Oilers history and get to some of your texts on the Ashley Five Floors text line. You're listening to Oilers now. All right, welcome back, everybody. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 150. Bob, I always thought Dylan Strom looked good in a small amount in the playoffs. Kid has a wicked shot, too. If no Kane, then would do Strom, McDavid, Drysaddle, Hyman, Nuge, and Anderson. Look okay as the top six, but David needs a shooter on the other wing. Well, Strom can shoot the puck. There's no question about that. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, well, if you're not interested in trying to acquire Gooley from Montreal, what about trying to sign Martin Jones or Holtby? Uh, <laughs> didn't Smith had better numbers than both Jones or Holtby? I don't know what's going to happen in goal. Maybe Matthias Yanmark is a middle six forward. They're all around 30 years old and cap hits of 2 to 2.25 last year. Uh, Karsten says, Bob, on the Ashley Five Floors text line, absolutely no to trading Borgo in a deal for Anderson, Bob. If it costs more than burying JP or burying a pick, look elsewhere. That one comes to us from Karsten. Uh, again, strictly, a, you know, I'm looking for a similar type of player a similar type of player to Evander Kane with the realization that said player would probably have their best offensive season with Edmonton because that's what happens when guys come to Edmonton and get the privilege of playing with Connor McDavid. Evander Kane, you know, he killed it here. And I hope the Oilers find a way to get it done. Uh, there's no guarantee that's going to happen. And we're going to have, you know, we'll know in the next six weeks. Well, maybe we won't know. Who knows how long this arbitration thing's going to take place. Let's go to list Dan Oilers history for New West Travel this October. Travel on a private WestJet charter flight to Capital Links, Nova Scotia. Five days of golf, the number 10 golf course in the world. Details at newwesttravel.com. Here's Cody Jansen. Well, on Twitter, you went back to the Grant Fear draft. I went a little bit more recent, but let's go to 1987. Wayne Gretzky, he's named the Hart Trophy winner as the NHL's most valuable player as voted on by the PHWA for the eighth consecutive season. Coming up tonight, Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins. Uh, we'll have the latest on the Edmonton Oil Kings again. Uh, game five of the WHL Championship Final goes tomorrow night, 7 o'clock at uh, Rogers Place. It'll be the last game played this season between the Oilers and the Oil Kings. If the Oil Kings can close the deal, they win the WHL Championship. Uh, so tickets available at oilkings.ca. Uh, the highest scoring career score in WHL history, I think, is Rob Brown, or maybe it was the highest individual season score. Rob Brown comes up tonight on Inside Sports, and of course, Reed will have an Elks versus Lions preview. 6.30 uh, with uh, the pregame show tomorrow with Brendan Escott and uh, David Morley are out in BC to cover the Elks and the BC Lions. I believe the Lions are the favorite for that game. Never bet against Chris Jones. That's all I'm going to say. I think Chris Jones is a very competent coach and uh, manager. Nicely done, Cody, to wrap her up a little tonight, tonight, tonight. About a smashing pumpkins. Up next, the global news weather traffic update for Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons of Jay Lynn and I. What am I going to do? I got no play-by-play this weekend. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Back at you on Monday. So long from Oilers Now.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.